Before we record today, guys, I just wanted to go ahead and throw out uh, a rest in peace. This past week, we lost Jim the Anvil Neidhart. He passed away at the age of 63, leaving behind his wife, Elizabeth, and three kids, including Natalia, current WWE superstar. So a uh, small package just wants to say, rest in peace, Jim. Oh, hey, folks, I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and you're listening to the podcast Small Package. Give me a hold, buddy. Oh! Hey, everybody, it's Corey Poindexter, and I am here with your boy. Hey, it's your boy. Hey, it's your boy. Hey, it's your boy. Hey, it's your boy. And today on the Small Package Show, it was SummerSlam Go Home Week, and we're talking Raw and SmackDown storylines leading into... Uh, it's not the biggest show of the year. Maybe the second biggest show. It's, of the year. it's number two. Maybe third. Second or third. Two. Biggest show of the year. We got some teases for some possible WWE returns in the future, including a former Intercontinental Champion. What? Whoa! Dana White responds to the big dog. Somebody's career may have finally come to a close, and we're making our predictions. For SummerSlam. 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 Hey, Bob. What? Hit them with it. Small man. Yeah. Thanks again to... Oh, really? I can't be stopped, dude. Can't, can't be, stopped. be stopped. I hope that there's... SummerSlam's also one of those times of the year where we get a spike in listenership. Spike! And I'm just kind of like, oh man, I can't wait for all these new excited listeners to come in. Uh-huh, and in uh-huh, the first couple uh-huh, seconds uh-huh. after the opening uh-huh, song, uh-huh. you're just making fart noise while you dude, walk Dude, that's what they noise. come for. Why? I suppose so. Like, honestly, if they weren't here for the fart noises, what are they here for? Mediocre takes on wrestling? Wow. Wow. I need to alter real quick. Hold on. I need to alter my my news reporting for today. Hot scoop on the small package show. Bob Feckety shoots on small package show. <laughs> Here are exclusive. They won't see it coming. They'll never see it coming. Here are exclusive reporting on what Bob had to say about both of the hosts, which was a shocking turn of events. <laughs> uh, and uh, also just the state of small package in general uh-huh how you doing bob i'm doing good pacing around this is new yeah it i is mean new. hey dude whatever you want to do i'm 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 here for you bro. i like it i don't mind it i don't mind it for everyone not in this room right now i'm gonna turn the air conditioner back on because yeah, it is, yeah, it is yeah. hot as balls Get outside that AC it, the, the feels like is in the upper 90s right now feels like in the upper um, 90s which is unfortunate because it's I, unfortunate i don't like running the air conditioner while we're recording but it's it's just too fucking hot outside too fucking hot outside um but anyway uh, how are you doing me yeah how you doing <laughs> I'm okay. You're all right. Cooling down now. I'm I'm I'm, I'm getting there. Bob getting had a, human levels. Bob had a long walk from the train. For those of you who aren't here in the room recording with us, I'm set up in the corner of my couch. Got my vape. Got my my tea. My glass of tea. Got my phone. And Bob is just 
literally taking advantage of the new longer XLR cord I gave him. So long. And he's just pacing it's around so my house. I mean, I'm fine with it. It's just, it's not distracting to me. I'm reading off a of paper half the time. <laughs> so you do you, fam. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome back. Small package show. Uh, this week is SummerSlam. Oh, before I forget, once again, shout out to friends of the show. We are as Ronan friends. for the new intro show. music and outro music. Ronan. It's still still new ish. It's, it's, new. it's last new. last like month we've been using it. Uh, you can check them out on Spotify. The EP is called Immortal and Empty. Uh, the song that you were listening to is Affliction Nonfiction, and then the closing credits is Clive Burns. Uh, also, real quick, uh, in house shout out. Uh, you can check us out on Spotify if you haven't yet. Uh, of course, we support people listening to us on all platforms. We're available on iTunes, most podcast apps. Uh, we're on Podbean, which is where we're hosted. Uh-huh. Shout out uh-huh. to Podbean. And, uh, but you can now check us out on Spotify. So if you, have, you don't have to have Spotify Premium, just search for The Small Package Show. Uh, and we should come up under Wrestling and Sports Podcasts. Uh, so you can check us out there. Uh, and wherever you get your podcasts from, I listen, I sometimes will, will do a dummy check to make sure that everything went through. All right. Uh, in my podcast app, I use Castbox. Pretty happy with Whoa. it. Yeah, bro. Um, question answer. Have we hit a hundred episodes yet? We have not. Not yet. We are. I was talking about so this with my boss. close. So very close. Uh, today's episode will be episode 95. Oh, five. So we are okay. five. Now, technically, this is the thing is we're technically five episodes away in terms of proper full episodes. Sure. Um, we have done a few episodes that were not the small package show. Uh, uh-huh. when with the friend of the show Gabe Ross when we were doing Gabe Time Live, it, there was Ross Down Live and Monday Night Ross. We tested out a few things, just sort of on the night of quickly recording with Gabe to talk about what had happened during Ron Smackdown. Uh, there's a couple episodes of that. There's also a few like specials that we recorded that we recorded like in between full episodes where something happened that was breaking news. that was so important that we, we felt the need to record. Uh-huh. Um, those don't count towards the official episode count in terms of like the main show, but in terms of, of quote unquote episodes of small package products online, we're, we're over a hundred in that regard because we recorded enough specials. Well, that's cool. Um, also, I don't think that we counted like the first two couple, the first like two episodes we recorded because we put them on soon clued. Yeah. Well, they were on SoundCloud and then we kind of lost them to the ether. Um, so, but we have hit, uh, we've been doing it officially as the organized small package show that we are now for over two years. Wow. So going towards our third year or in our third year, I guess we've done it for two full years. So technically we're in our, in our third year, our third anniversary will be, uh, next spring. Cool. Anyway, so let's go ahead and, and start off quickly. Let's talk about Monday Night Raw and brew. what went down. Monday uh, Night Brew. Ha, so we had a very like special it. situation. The coach was unavailable. So we had Renee Finally. Young yeah, as the first female commentator Woo-hoo. to commentate on Monday Night Raw. And I think that she did 
uh, a fantastic job. She did all right. It wasn't bad. So I, yeah, I think that uh, I think Renee did pretty well on the yeah, show. How do you think? Fine. How I do mean, you think she did? It was fine. As Wayburn coach, for but, sure. I mean, like, insert some kind of joke here about something bad being better than coach. I don't think she did bad at all. No, I know. I was, you know, sure. A rotting corpse is better than coach is what I'm getting at. Something, you know. Well, despite the bar might maybe not being set very high for a replacement for coach, I think she did great. Um, there are moments where she kind of went quiet, um, but I think she did well. I think that uh, if she, I mean, for her first time mm-hmm. on the flagship show, I think she did very well. And it helps that she has pretty decent chemistry with Corey Graves. That is also true. There was, start. there was some good like little quips between the two of them. She shut him down once or twice. I uh, thought she did really well. Uh, and also how? on Monday Night Raw, we saw the return of the beast, Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Paul I mean, Heyman showed up. Return and, of the beast from last week. Yeah. Hey, man. He wasn't re- reading magazines this time, though. I, I'm just telling you right now, like, Brock Lesnar showing up on Raw at this point is kind of a big fucking deal. I guess that's fair. Um, and uh, we saw Paul Heyman. First off, they had cut this part off of the interview from last week, and it was a little confusing why they would cut this off when uh, Paul Heyman was like, unless, and then stood up from his interview with Renee. Uh, and it, it turns out that they did it because they were going to hype that up on Raw, the fact that that was cut for time, and he was going to address what the unless meant. So he came out, this is all kind of out of order, but just talking about some of the big storyline stuff. Roman came out and cut a promo on Brock. And uh, and Paul Heyman came out and cut a promo where he basically said, hey, since Brock Lesnar doesn't want me representing him, how does this sound? Now I, I am Paul Heyman, and I am the advocate for the reigning, defending, universal heavyweight champion of the world, Roman Reigns. The crowd is not in love with that. Uh, Roman wasn't either. And uh, he shut down Paul Heyman and Paul Heyman begged him and said, listen, you can't beat Brock Lesnar without me. But, uh, you know, he, he said, here's a contract or like a an offer, an offer note. Whoa. And uh, he says, uh, you know, take a look at it. Let me know what you think. And while Roman is taking the paper from him... It was all for naught. He maced him in the face or sprayed something in his eyes. And Roman Reigns went down and then Brock came out and just, you know, tossed him all over the ring while he couldn't see anything. And so, yeah, it was... uh, It was pretty crazy. You're crazy. Um... Bob, what were your thoughts on the segment? It was fine. I mean, it you you get a masterful performance from Paul Heyman, and then he comes out and it's just like, "Hey, remember that awesome th- promo I cut?" Lost psychos just put lies. And you're just like, "Oh, I guess that's kind of lame." Sure, that this great performance isn't leading anywhere. Um, I mean, but. 
there could be a, like a double twist where Paul really does turn on Brock. I'm I not guess, 100% but sure. I don't know. I don't know at this point. But um, Yeah, I mean, the segment was fine. Uh, I honestly thought it was pretty interesting, the idea of teaming up Paul with Roman, and there's that fantasy book, I think, that came out of Wrestle Talk, Wrestle Ramble podcast, uh, where it was either Luke or, or, or uh, Ollie uh, proposed a faction where Paul Heyman became the mouthpiece for all the Samoans in WWE, and you would have Samoa Joe, Roman, the Usos, all on one stable, uh, and then run the belts. Um, I thought it was an interesting idea, but uh, it doesn't look like that's the direction they're going at this point. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Ronda Rousey opened the show uh, talking about uh, Jim the Anvil Neidhart passing away this week and talking about her friend Natalia. I thought she handled it very well. Uh, there was a lot of, you know, it was, it was tactfully and respectfully handled. She, you know, talked about Jim and about Natalia and about her family being there for Rhonda and, and, and kind to her. And then she, in a, in a, I felt tasteful way, transitioned it in back to WWE and back to the story without making it like an angle that Jim died. Um, you know, that she was going to fight for in, in Natalia's honor at SummerSlam against Alexa. And then Alexa come out and, cu- and cut a heel promo. And it was, a, I mean, she cuts fantastic heel promos. Um, and so are you hyped for Ronda versus Alexa? This should be fine. A vote of confidence. From Bob, that's basically five stars right there. Wow. Thanks for painting me in such a positive light, dude. Well. I really appreciate it. Also, I'm just going to throw this out there again for people who are just listening to the podcast. Bob has migrated back to the living room from pacing around. He was in my kitchen and is now just sort of rolling around on my floor while recording. (laughs) This is so strange. I kind of want to take a picture to post to the Twitter. Mm. I'm going to go ahead and take a little snap. Say hi, Bob. That's so funny. Um, also, someone I think on the floor below is listening to music because it's either listening faintly, to music, faintly getting picked up by the microphone. If that's either if listening to music that. or like constructing something, but it's very rhythmic right now, so it sounds like music. I'm hearing it in your microphone, which is so uh-huh. weird. Boop 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 boop. <laughs> anyway, boop, boop. Uh, other stuff from Monday Night Raw. Do you want to talk about? Bob? Uh, I mean, obviously, the big thing that I'm surprised you're not coming over. Uh huh. Gene Zambrose is back. Oh, baby, is he ever. So, the big angle for the show was teasing. Uh, I guess I should have mentioned that in the opening of the thing. Um, he wasn't one of the ones that I was even talking about when I said we have I, some possible big that's returns. That's why you're like an IC champ. Is it wasn't, I don't even no, know who you're talking about. That is a different story that I'll get to that is breaking ish news uh it, it's not by the way it's 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 a really weird story it's gonna get weird but anyway dean ambrose is back baby seth was teased all night as not being there he was having travel issues and ziggler wanted to sign the contract and if seth couldn't be there he wanted a forfeit 
and uh, like a forfeit victory over Seth. And in the final moments of the final segment, Seth shows up and is like, well, if you're going to have that psychopath Drew McIntyre in your corner, I want a lunatic in mind. Cue Dean Ambrose's music. And my boy is back, baby. And he's got a haircut and he looks pretty swole. He came back in pretty, pretty cut shape. Agreed. Uh, are you excited about the return of Dean Ambrose? I'm, I am excited about the return of Dean Ambrose. I am disappointed in how it was handled. Really? Yes. How would you have preferred it? Uh, I would have preferred it that Seth comes out and is like, hey, I have, I have somebody for my corner. And then, like, you know, signs the contract and runs away from a a beating or something. Or, like, he signs the contract and then, you know, as he's running away from the beating, grabs the mic, is like, oh, yeah, I also have someone from my corner. Bye. And then runs away. And that would be fun. And then I would be like, oh, shit, who is it? And then. Oh, at SummerSlam. Yeah. And then you debut Hambros at SummerSlam. Which is how I would have done it. Anyway. Uh, yes. So, yeah. I, I, I agree that they maybe could have done more for Dean Ambrose uh, and his return. I, I mean, he comes out, big pop, and he just, like, dumps him over the, uh, Drew and Ziggles over the rope. So, you're just like, okay. And they do, like, I wasn't a, disappointed with it. A two-thirds of a shield thing, which then you're like, oh, right, there's not all there. And yeah. then you're just like, okay, that's... I mean, whatever, I, I definitely, I, I definitely think that sure. you know they could have done more for him and either had him come back at SummerSlam. Yeah. I think that I would rather him come back the Raw before than the Raw after SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we'll just have to see how they handle him on his return. Yeah. Uh, other stuff from Monday Night Raw. We yeah. had. We had uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. We had the triple threat for the tag team. You are correct, and bro. B team won it. Yeah, B team, B team, go go go. You know, I'm. I don't hate that theme song. I don't hate much. it either. I I kind of dig it. It fits their characters way better than their other one. Battle scars. Yeah, I like the the song Battle Scars. And I think it's a great entrance theme, but I agree that it didn't really fit the character. And also, WWE likes chance and anything that they have you to like help, chance. Anything they have to help give an opportunity for another chant to come out, uh, which is clearly what the theme song's supposed to do. And it does kind of fit their characters better. Um, they retain. Uh, so, Deleters of World and Revival take the L, you know as what? it were. You know what? Enough. Uh, Braun Strowman flipped something, didn't he? Or was that last week? That was last week. Last week. Uh, and I think that that's all the main stuff to cover from this, this really week's is. Raw. It was a pretty good show. It was um, fine. I thought I it was mean, a good go home. Pretty good as. I thought it worked more effectively as a go home than a lot of Raw go homes lately. <sighs> I think that we had a lot of a lot of hype added to the IC match with Ambrose being back. Uh, the the Samoa Joe or not Samoa Joe the 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 Paul Heyman Roman Reigns bit was was good. Um. And I think that I'm... It's okay if a little confusing. A little confusing, a little convoluted, but um, it was a good segment. 
and I'm excited. I am a little bit more excited to see what happens in the Roman Brock match. Uh, I don't think that it's a guarantee that Roman will win. Um, and it's intriguing to see if Brock, you know, starts training for UFC stuff with the, with the universal championship. I think that raw would be better suited for the belt to come back home. Um, but we'll have to see what happens. Uh, on to SmackDown. SmackDown, I also thought had a pretty good go home show. Uh, got you know, uh, got a little bit more hype on the Daniel Bryan and Miz match. Some good video segments and and promos. Good vids um, and promos. And last week's was also also good for that. Um, it definitely. That was the match I think that got the most hype on the show. It got a couple of video segments. It got a couple of promos. Um, we also got Aiden English apologizing to Rusev and Lana in the ring. Uh, he was in the ring singing, and they were backstage. Uh-huh. Um, and then he ate a beating from Almas. He, yeah, he, he was like, I'm going to beat Andrade and Almas to regain our honor. He took the loss. Uh, it, 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 and then Ro- Rusev and Lana came out and cut a very face promo um, about beating Andrade Cien Almas. And I'm glad that they're finally letting Rusev do face work. This whole time he's been over selling so much merch. And it's like they finally are like, oh, yeah, we should make him a face since everyone loves him. Instead of just pushing well, him. They're also faces in the feud with Almas and Vega. Yes, but I'm just saying that for, for the past few months, Rusev has been incredibly over. The crowd clearly wants to cheer for him, and they keep pushing this, like... It's all. It's also not even a full committed heel thing, because they let Rusev do some facey kind of stuff, and then let him also cut promos where they're telling him to to, you know, shit on AJ Styles and have you know, Aiden English come out to announce him by insulting the city. It's just been very confusing. I'm excited to see the possibility of a face Rusev run. It, we'll see if it's with Lana and even more. We'll see if it's with Aiden English, but I'm excited for this run. Uh, New Day is going to be facing Bludge Bros at uh, SummerSlam. Uh, well, I forget what the tag team situation was on SmackDown this week. Um, there's just so much going on. Uh, uh, I, I thought that they I were... I mean, didn't Bludge Bros win in a two-on-three handicap and then New Day beat Sanity in a three-on-three? Something like that, yeah. I believe is the two segments. Yeah. Um, so we did get some tag team stuff and then, uh, you know, more stare-downs and whatnot. That's what Bludge Bros are good at. Uh, we got some uh, an in-ring segment with Carmella, Charlotte, and Becky. Uh, I thought that it was a good segment for essentially a three-person promo. Some good zingers back and forth. Charlotte with the, you're a diva in an era of, of female superstars and wrestlers. Um, it was a good zinger. Uh, uh, Carmella had some good digs at I mean, Carmella Becky just and Charlotte. It too. She's like, yeah, I am a diva. Yeah. Suck it up. Um, and, uh, you know, Becky saying, I can, I can do this. I can get the win. Uh, and I'm just going to have to change my dream from pinning Carmella to whooping ass on Carmella and Charlotte. Then Carmella was on commentary for a tag while the tag team match of Charlotte and Becky Lynch versus Peyton. No, it was, uh, 
Mandy Rose and Sonya yeah. Deville. Yeah. Right? Uh, so uh, Char- uh, Charlotte didn't get in the match very much because Becky decided to prove a point by going a lot of the match and wins with the disarmor. Uh, and then backstage, Charlotte says, hey, I'm so glad we won. Yeah, we're both out of breath. <laughs> but you didn't have to do it all alone. You know, I, I could have helped you. I could have helped you, you know. And Becky was like, oh, I, I didn't even realize I was hogging the match. My bad. And walks away. So we'll have to see what happens between the two of them and also obviously with the match. Uh, Samoa Joe ended the show with a, just a weird promo, man. I got to be honest. It was weird. I feel like uh, this is uh, it, it really shows that SmackDown can be hindered by not having the go over time that Raw always gets. Because I feel like Joe was getting to a point, but he never could in the allotted time. He had to rush. I felt like it, it started to feel towards the end of his promo like they were rushing him like, Hey man, they're taking us off the air in five minutes to do Ms. And Mrs. Mm-hmm. So wrap it up. Cause it, yeah, it did just end very abruptly before we could even get like a stare down at the end of the promo, which is TBH part of it. You know, also the promo itself where he's talking, where he's talking about how AJ styles was a great, is a great champion because he sacrifices being a husband and a father in order to be the champ. And then he was like, I'm going to read a letter from a fan talking about how it breaks the fans heart that AJ's the champion, because even though he would give up everything and anything for the championship, he, you know, maybe should just go home and be a better father and husband. And then he's like, and the fan who, who sent me this letter and he said it's AJ Styles' wife's name, which I forget off the top of my head. But he said it was yeah, AJ Styles' wife. Like Melanie Styles. And it's like, what? This is weird. This is super weird. I, yeah. I mean, it's not just me, right? You also found this like a little bit off-putting and weird, right? Yeah. like It needed some extra time to be like, and you could go home and ask your wife if she wrote that letter. And if she says no, you'll know she's lying to you or something. Like, something to dig in the point that she is saying that he's being a bad husband and father, essentially. Like, but other weird. than that, it was just kind of like, oh yeah, by the way, your wife says you suck. Bye. <laughs> I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was super weird. It was, uh, it was very, very strange. Um, I, I don't I don't think that I hated the segment. You hated it. But it was just sort of weird and it and it it just kind of it came off a little bit bizarre. And like I've, I I am hyped for the match itself. Which is it, it, the weird thing is that I I'm hyped for Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles. I think it has the potential to be an amazing match. They did great work together in Impact. Um but the the the, the promos for this feud have almost I don't want to say they've like lessened my height, but they've just sort of made me go, huh? Let's okay. Like I get the idea of trying to make it personal. And I think they've done a great job with that in the Miz and Daniel Bryan feud. Like, you know, sure. But that's also something that they've had building for for a year and a half. Oh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, even in the long term years, which has been great. 
the fact that it's a feud that they have footage of the two of them interacting shit you know eight years ago however long it was that the the nxt stuff was going on eight ten years ago something like that like that they've had a long time for this to sort of percolate and now in the last like year and a half they've been teasing it even more and more and now it's finally coming to a head i think that's a great feud the aj styles or samojo one it feels like they've been trying to put it together in the last month without addressing the fact that the two have history together um which you know is fair because impacts a competitor at this point still um but it's just so weird to me like it didn't come off in the normal heat way of always oh, making this about his family and personal it came off as just uncomfortable and just kind of weird and i don't know where it's gonna go uh in, in, at SummerSlam, but i guess we'll find out won't we uh, so we'll get to predictions at the end of the show, but that's our Raw and SmackDown storylines uh, from this week, from the go-home shows. Overall, I thought they were both good go-home shows. I think the Raw one as a go-home show actually maybe came off a little bit better, although the Daniel Bryan and Miz stuff I think was the highlight of the week for me in terms of build for the matches. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, overall on the storylines going into SummerSlam? Um, I mean... SmackDown definitely didn't do much for a go-home show. Okay. Uh, I thought it, they could have built outside of the Daniel Bryan Miz stuff, which they don't need really to build as much. I, I think they put almost too much time into building it. Like, okay. we get it. We've seen it for the past year and a half. We don't need that much more time on it, I think. Especially since they're just going to re-air like that entire promo video package during SummerSlam. I mean, likely, but there's a lot of matches right now on the card. Um, yeah, you think that's going to stop them from taking a long ass time? Come on, no, but just saying. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, both tag divisions, the, the Heat going into their matches are not there. Uh, I mean, Revival versus B-Team is just sort of like the the real downer for me is the fact that we essentially just saw that plus deleters world. Yeah, right? It's like, okay, cool. So, you know, I, I, I'm not as into, okay, we're seeing the match like, sure. literally the day before. Yeah. Um, and then with Bludgeon Brothers, like you have said on the last couple episodes of Small Package, they're just sort of, I don't want to say absentee, but... Because they, they are around, but they're given 30-second spots where all they do is stare at a camera, and then it cuts away. And you're like, oh, great. Maybe they I say a couple of words. still there. And, like, maybe they say a few words. Yeah, but it'd be, <laughs> count them on your fingers. It's like, welcome to the bludgeoning. And it's like, oh, oh, no. That doesn't sound intimidating like it's supposed to. It sounds kind of weird. Um... So going into uh, going into the show, we have confirmed matches: Rusev and Lana versus Cien Almas and Zelina Vega, Balor versus Constable Corbin. Which I mean, I'm just I think that's just definitely a placeholder feud for Finn before something yeah, else. Yeah, and that's that's another one where it's like we've kind of seen that match like the past two three weeks on some We've seen it on TV. And it's just like. And I think we saw it. Didn't we see it at the last pay per view? 
didn't we? I'm pretty sure we did. If we didn't see, if that wasn't the match at the last pay per view, they definitely interacted. Yeah. Uh, Brian and Miz, which hi- has a lot of hype. The Braun Strowman versus KO match, which we didn't even talk about this week because they didn't really do much for it on this Raw, but it is for the Money in the Bank briefcase uh, contract. So yeah, it's very interesting, interesting stipulation and interesting prospects for the future. But the fight itself is just like whatever. Um, it it also has not been announced if there's like a stip like no DQ. So we'll it, have to see. It, it, it the stip is. If Braun does any single thing that would get him disqualified, dis- disqualified, he also loses the briefcase. So if he loses, so if by he DQ, loses in any single capacity, he loses the briefcase. Okay, the step. Uh, Blood Bros versus New Day, B Team versus Revival, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy. Which we got a little bit of Jeff Hardy this week uh, with the whole Randy Orton investigation thing going on. I'm not sure that we will see him at the show. We'll have to see uh, Dolph Ziggler with Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins with Dean Ambrose for the IC belt. No stip. Uh, we have Drew Gulak versus the defending reigning cruiserweight champion Cedric Alexander. Uh, no stip. Uh, women's championship triple threat. Carmella, Charlotte, Becky. Uh, so that'll be no DQ because of triple threat. Uh, unless they forget the rules, which they do sometimes. Uh, Alexa Bliss versus Ronda Rousey in a regular just singles match. Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles for the WWE Championship singles match. And then Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman, allegedly, uh, versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Belt. So those are our card. That's the card rundown for SummerSlam. Uh, NXT card rundown. We have EC3 versus Velveteen Dream singles match. Uh, tag team championship match, undisputed era versus mustache mountain, which should be a great match. Uh, you know, great competitors in that match. Uh, North America championship match, Adam Cole versus Ricochet women's championship. Uh, Shayna Baszler. I nailed it. You did. I'm versus, so proud of you versus Kyrie Sane. Nailed it. Uh, and then, uh, an NXT championship last man standing match. Finally, we're getting that one without, you know, WWE main roster stealing their thunder. Uh, Johnny Gargano versus Tom, uh, Tommaso Ciampa. I saved it. Uh, and originally it was supposed to be a triple threat with Aleister Black, but he is out with injury and they have not announced if anyone else will take his place in that match. As it stands right now, it's just a one-on-one last man standing match, which I thought a triple threat last man standing match sounded very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how they would have done that if it would have been like a once you don't answer the 10 count, you're eliminated. Maybe um, that could have been fantastic. It I would have loved been. it. But as it stands, Alistair just had a, uh, a testicular torsion surgery from a wicked crotching he took from Champa. So we'll have to see what shakes out at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3? 4. 4. Wow, there's been three of these bad boys already. Um but let's get on real quick before we do predictions to the news, Mr. Bob. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked at the head of the show and a little bit uh, during the Raw segment that Jim, uh, the Anvil Neidhart, died. Uh, so Brett is, I think, the last surviving member of the Hart Foundation right now. Correct. Wow. That's crazy. Um, Natalia obviously hasn't been around um, this week dealing with stuff. Uh, kind of doubtful that we'll see her at SummerSlam. Uh, I'm sure if she comes out, she get a big pop. Uh, 
Uh, Ronda Rousey did an interview with USA Today uh, talking about her upcoming movie Mile 22 with Marky Mark Wahlberg. Uh, in the in the interview, she talked a little bit about various topics. She talked about they, she was asked about the Me Too movement, and uh, she said that while she thinks it's overall you know a good thing, she does think that it has definitely changed the dynamic between how professional men and women deal with each other. Uh, and one interesting thing is, and this isn't the first time she's ever talked about this, but this was the first time I personally was made aware of this. Uh, I didn't know that she had, um, a praxy of speech, which is a, like a neurological condition that, uh, basically you go to talk and you know, the words you're going to say, and it causes involuntary mouth movements that can prevent you from speaking. Uh, she had talked about this, I think, in interviews in like 2015 uh, and maybe even earlier than that. But it was just sort of interesting. It's the first time I've seen it since she's been in WWE. And I think it kind of makes it even more impressive, the promos that she's been able to cut, uh, which haven't been bad. There have been some that have been a little bit rocky. Her stint on commentary during the one match a couple weeks ago on Raw was, was not good. However, I think she's done pretty well for herself in the ring. Uh, especially considering that. Uh, and it's not like she put it out there as an excuse, um, but more that, you know, this WWE opportunity has given her a chance on a much larger scale to um, try to overcome that. Uh, and it was, a, it was a pretty good read. If you get a chance, uh, Google search it uh, as an interview she did with USA Today. Pretty good. Talked about her time in the movie and how she's been loving this WWE run, how people have been very open and receptive to her. Uh, other news. Uh, so according to SE Scoops, Northeast Wrestling was scheduled to have Rey Mysterio on the card for a show coming up. And uh, he has been pulled from the card due to, quote, upcoming contractual situations with WWE. So that's the first of the returns that I wanted to talk about. Uh, Mysterio obviously has, he made an appearance at the rumble and has talked about how he wants to end his career and retire with the dubs. Uh, Bob, what, what kind of capacity would you want to see a Ray Mysterio return? Obviously, WWE pushes for full time or for as much time as you can spare. I imagine at his age, even though he's still going in the ring, he probably doesn't want a full time schedule. So if they had a Rey Mysterio return, would you want it to be a kind of like one and done or like very handful limited schedule specialty run? Or is there some sort of storyline you'd want to see him interjected into? I mean, I don't have any specific booking for him. Sure. Um, if Ray came back, well, if you're you're in the mind of the WWE creative right now, you're in the writers' room. Okay, what do you think? If if you're told Ray wants to come back, just spitball. What what do you think you would do with him? Is there something uh, for him? Because it's it kind of makes very little sense to go out and bring him back to because squ- I to squander him, you know? Yeah, and I feel like they've done that with some people. I think that they got a very effective pop out of Matt and Jeff Hardy at WrestleMania and then a decent little run with them as a tag team. And then they've kind of, I don't want to say they've completely squandered Matt's broken, woken run, but a lot of it hasn't been very great. Um, And there's been other 
returns where it was hot for a second and then it's like, what are we doing? Why are the Dudley boys coming back to get put through tables and squashed by other teams? Um, what uh, is, is there anything you can think of that you would do with Ray if he came back? I mean, I know I've advocated for my dumb uh, theories before, but uh, if I had Bray back, I would actually go create a trios titles. I would take all of the people who are tag teams and put them on SmackDown. I'd take all of the people who are trios teams and put them on Raw. Okay. That's an interesting thought. And then... So, like, New Day Sanity moved Raw? Yeah. Keep the bar, move the revival, um, move B-team. Mm-hmm. Or add someone to B-team. That's fair. Um, yeah, and then I'd probably make a trio of... I don't know who I'd put Mysterio with. Honestly, what I what I think is, is if you put the cruiserweight championship on a transitional champion and then have Ray come back and be on two Oh five live. It's not the, the a list use of Ray Mysterio, but it would definitely get eyes on the two Oh five live product. Sure. Although, right now, could, uh... although right now, doesn't two Oh five live compete with Ms. And Mrs. Yeah. Which is a little awkward. Um, yeah. but if you had Ray, came, different audiences, come, if you had Ray come back to two Oh five live and become the, cruiserweight champion whoever beats him for that championship would it'd be a very big push because you're beating somebody with you know wwe championship experience heavyweight championship experience well um you know somebody who's a career veteran with a big name a lot of clout i think you could definitely put over a young cruiserweight with that that's true maybe I mean, you know, they could put it on gulak at SummerSlam. sure and also i think that with with drake as um you know, the the manager over there right now, that's been a positive. There's been positives for it, but the viewership's not doing so well right now. And it's it's almost like they don't know what to do with the Cruiserweight division. Um, so I think that injecting Mysterio into that could be great. And, and also, he potentially doesn't have to do quite as much if he's on the Cruiserweight show, if he's on 205 Live, mm-hmm. you know? Make an appearance once every couple weeks on 205 Live, Show up at the pay per views, defend the cruiserweight belt. I think that's a it's an easier schedule. And while it may not be the flashiest use of Mysterio, definitely interesting. And he could basically be the man on one of their shows, maybe turn the tide on it. Other big news from the week: Dana White responded to Roman Reigns' uh, promo from last Monday's Raw, and uh, he only responded with three letters. He uh, retweeted a clip of Roman Reigns cutting the promo on Brock Lesnar where he mentioned that Brock was Dana White's bitch. Uh, and Dana White responded with simply a retweet and LOL. So Dana White clearly watching what's going on and laughing about it. Uh, any thoughts on that, Bob, or just move on? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rumor going around is that Matt Hardy may be officially done with in-ring competition. Um, a lot of the reports have said that his like pelvis is fusing to his spine from the number of top rope leg drops um, and that he's just dealing with a lot of health issues. He sent out a tweet 
from his own account, which some people are hoping is just Matt Hardy working social media. But from a lot of the reports we're hearing, it sounds like he's not doing too well physically and that this may be the end. Uh, Bray put out a tweet of support to Matt Hardy uh, and said, you know, he's not going to let this end his run. Also, Bray put out another interesting tweet where he said, uh, you know, um, if he's if he's going to be going back to singles wrestling, he's going to need a badass new theme. Uh, he added a few bands, including Avenged Sevenfold. Uh, was like, hit me up, looking at you guys. Uh, so that might be the end of Matt Hardy's in-ring run, which is kind of sad. Um, you know, we wish wish him all the best physically and also, you know, kind of wish we would have got a more proper, uh, you know, final deletion, broken Matt Hardy run than what we got. Uh, but at least he got to do it a little bit in WWE and, you know, potentially retire in the dubs. Any thoughts, Bob? Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, honestly, it, I don't want to say it's a good and bad thing, because obviously someone getting injured is never a good thing. But, yeah, it, it takes a creative wrestling mind gets him out of the ring, can get him backstage doing something else. It opens up a spot for a new person who can actually go in the ring. Right? I mean, it's the circle of life, man. Yeah. I mean, I would very much hope that he would take a leading position backstage after this um, and potentially freshen things up, shake things up, because it's, you know, Triple H took that conference call this week, another piece of news, where a fan straight up asked him if he would try, if he had control, if he would run the main roster like NXT. And the fan went off about how a lot of fans right now are just feeling like Raw and SmackDown are just feeling stale. You know, Triple H laughed about it and said, Yeah, well, I also wish that I could breathe underwater and fly, but that's not the situation right now. And then he did sort of address that it's a good thing that WWE has a vocal audience and that they hear them and that they try to change things up in time when fans express their displeasure. So maybe this is an opportunity to get Matt backstage and that he could, you know, really talk about, you know, talk to the creative team, if not be a part of them and, and help them come up with some new ideas. That'd be, it'd be a positive. Mm-hmm. Um, another possible return, not the big shocking one that I'm going to hit you with in a second here. Uh, Big Show did an interview saying that he's been cleared medically for in-ring competition. Uh, he could be back as soon as the Raw after after SummerSlam. Uh, but he did stipulate that he would only come back if they had something for him creatively. So if they don't, then you won't see him yet. Um, so it's good to hear that Big Show's doing well, that he's feeling better. Uh, he had uh, some hip issues that he had looked at. Um, and it, it's good to hear that he could be back in the ring. Uh, granted, like he said, only if they have something for him to do, um, which would probably be putting over younger talent. Um, but still, you know, good to hear that that Big Paul's just feeling better. Always like to hear a positive medical update on somebody. Uh, Jericho uh, was uh, 
had a had a very busy week. Uh, he was on a shoot with Kevin Smith. Uh, Kevin Smith talked about how Jericho not only was star- was starring in a shoot for him, but also operating camera, which makes me believe that it was like a found footage kind of thing. Um, now I don't I don't have confirmation on that. I just know that there was a a tweet put out with a picture of them, and and Kevin Smith was talking about Jericho being part of the shoot. Uh, Jericho's got his rock and wrestling uh, cruise coming up. Uh, he's he's had big storylines with New Japan, and of course a lot of rumors saying that he might go to Impact Wrestling for a bit and do a stint. He has sort of not worked a lot of American shows outside of WWE out of respect to Vince McMahon, saying that it's you know Vince's territory essentially. But uh, he could go to Impact Wrestling. Bob, would that in any way affect you watching Impact Wrestling personally? No. It wouldn't be enough to make you interested to watch Impact. No, sorry. I'm not that big a Jericho. I mean, like, Jericho's good. I, I, don't, I like him. Don't get me wrong. But I would never watch a show solely because Jericho's on it. That's fair. That's totally fair. Uh, it would definitely be a big get for Impact if they could get him on the show. Um, but we'll have to see. Uh, last couple things I have on here. The Meltzer and Peyton Royce situation. That's eh, stupid. It It is. Uh, and it's, for those of you who don't know, uh, I mean, I, I, I feel like if you're listening to our show, you know who Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez are. Um, but if you don't know, they run, They are. They host the main show on the Wrestler Observer Radio, uh, and Meltzer's. You know, he's the guy for the star rating. He's the one that is typically when you hear about star ratings for matches, it's usually the Meltzer rating. Um, and he was on his radio show with Brian Alvarez. They were talking about Peyton Royce's appearance since she's been moved up to the main roster. Meltzer and Alvarez were making comments about her appearance. Meltzer said something about her looking better when she was lighter in NXT, which some people are saying had to do with weight and some people are saying it had to do with breast augmentation. But either way, commenting on her physical appearance and saying that she hasn't really impressed him in the ring. Uh, and then a bunch of uh, people, including Peyton Royce herself, responded on Twitter just being like, really, Dave, you've got a huge voice in the wrestling community and you want to do essentially body shaming or at the very least you know, summing someone up based only on their physical appearance. Uh, Seth Rollins had a funny tweet in reply where he gave Dave minus six stars on that, (laughs) on that statement. Uh, Dave put out a a tweet, apology, non-apology where he was like, Oh, you know, I know that it sucks that that's how the business is, but I'm sorry that I contributed that to which, uh, Tyler Breeze and a bunch of other people were like, yo, like if you're going to apologize, own up to it and apologize. He put out another tweet clarifying, no, no, I take full responsibility for him. I, I wasn't trying to pass the buck onto the industry for the way it is. I said this. It was dumb. I'm sorry. And then on the next episode of the Observer Radio, he clarified a statement. And he also apologized. So a little bit of heat on Dave Meltzer uh, from some of the big names, which for him is a bigger deal than the other way around because it's like sure there's plenty of people who go onto podcasts and 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 radio shows and talk about wrestling and and say all sorts of just stupid shit that could or could not get them in hot water but the fact that professional wrestlers right now are a little irritated with dave affects him immensely because part of how he's able to build his empire with the observer is through that trust he has with the industry 
And so it, the interesting thing to me is, does this affect his relationship with WWE and the main roster talent? I don't know what your thoughts are on it, Bob. No. You don't think it does? Dude, this? Yeah. No? People are... People are... This is just... Uh, like, not to be dismissive of anything that's that sure. was said. Sure. This is just another fucking case of the internet outrage machine. And they're all going to move on to the next thing. And no one's going to fucking remember this. If you sure. have any context about Dave Meltzer, he was probably talking about her breast implants. I... Uh, Meltzer has many, many times over the past 20 years gone on record saying how much he doesn't like breast implants. And, I mean, him talking about it is part of wrestling. If, if sure. Roman Reigns, you know, if... If, if, if Roman Reigns got breast implants, if, I'd be a big fan. Let's go with if Kevin Owens had some kind of, you know, weight loss surgery and came back and was not the Kevin Owens body you're t- used to, and Dave Meltzer didn't comment on that. Sure, be like what? Sure, you know, no, no, for sure. And like that, yeah. Is there a double standard when it comes to men and women? Absolutely, sure. for b- both sides of things, sure, uh, sure. being too mean and being too nice. Like, yeah, you, you, if if we could talk about things in a vacuum, it'd be so much easier. But we can't. Um, I think that, you know, this is just a a classic case of people piling on just to throw shit at Meltzer because they can. Sure. Um, though, and I, I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying uh, Dave, Dave's, Dave's business hinges a little bit, not entirely, but a little bit on the trust and rapport he has with the talent. Sure. So all I'm uh, yeah, asking but uh, your opinion is you burn you, think, you burn two bridges, you build three more. I mean, sure. I'm just saying, you know, I'm I'm asking your opinion. Do you think that this in any way has any long lasting effect on his relationship with the talent? And I said no. I think you're blowing things way too big out of proportion, okay. which is where I was getting at. Sure, sure. Everyone's so quick to jump on the yeah, I fucking shit on Dave Meltzer train, like. I mean, I personally love listening to Al- uh, Alvarez and Meltzer. I and think like, they're I think I think I think they have a great service to the industry. Yes, I don't think that they're these infallible gods. Sure, and we've talked about that before about how sometimes people tend to treat, even if they say this is speculative or this is just like them musing, people then turn around and say Meltzer reported. Yeah, I think there are strong voices in wrestling criticism. I don't think they're the only voices in wrestling criticism. And yeah, he said something that in feature featured in the 22nd Twitter snippet that everyone was sharing didn't sound great. And he apologized for it, and that's fine. He will probably never talk about women's bodies again. And you know what? That's fine. Who cares what he has to say about women's bodies anyway? Um, it's just a thing that's done. Like, sure. No, no, I, I totally feel you, man. And I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. Uh, you know, I, I definitely think that uh, 
it definitely got blown up more than especially just in the position they're in you know because if this was if this was like you know the the guys from cultaholic who said this it would not get nearly the amount of report it would get more report than if like people like us in our position said something but dave and, and brian being in the position they're in being you know the front runners when it comes to the voices of people talking about wrestling uh i definitely think that it got more tra- i mean this one actually made some mainstream outlet news yeah and like i saw you know i i, th- I, I knew that there was going to be an uh-oh moment when i saw uh, like mainstream outlets covering it and then it was like the philip defranco show which i'm a fan of and watch almost every single day uh when i saw wwe controversy in his headline i was like oh no there he's like i was like he's 100 percent about to talk about dave Meltzer's stupid thing and you know it sucks that wrestling usually only gets coverage from those types of outlets and it's also just so when it's holier than thou sure like oh dave Meltzer commented on a woman's body because no wrestling fan has ever said anything negative about a wrestler's body before. No, and I think like that- yeah, sure, it's not a great time. It's yeah. not great all that. That's and it's not a great comment to make. Yeah, but to come across as being like, oh, Dave Meltzer said this. What a terrible fucking human being, a disgusting pig, and just like, right? We on this show, yeah, have said worse things. Sure. And if, if we if we tried to come across as like, oh, Dave Meltzer said, what a terrible journal, right. oh, slime. Like, we've said worse things. We have an era. Uh, it we is. Have, <laughs> we have an episode where we have a friend of ours playing fuck Mary Kill. Granted, it was it was Brandon talking about male wrestlers. However, uh, we still have at the end of the day, objectified objectifying people. wrestlers' bodies. Yeah. Well, we we, we have find two wrestlers out of three, and then the third one talking about their ability to kill another human being. <laughs> I don't know if that's if that makes it better or worse, right? <laughs> but like we've we've called women hot on this show. We have. That's uh, totally. We fair. have expressed preference from one woman over another on this show. That's also fair. As has I'm going to guess ninety nine point eight seven percent of all other wrestling fans. Yeah, I mean, it's it's I, at least I would probably say realistically at least ninety percent. I would say that uh, honestly, a large portion of WWE's audience is straight males, and that a lot of them have, if not in any sort of public voice, at least privately talked about women on the roster so, that they find hot. So yeah, my point here does sure. that make that right? No. no. Does it make me annoyed at all of these moral crusaders who are attacking sure. Dave right now because he said a not terrible but not great comment? Sure. Yeah. No, that's that's the annoyance I sure. get is that all of these people and it is it is like you said worth pointing out that it is in some ways related to his job because part of you know taken out of context where you're just like oh he commented on either her weight or her breast augmentation and that's a personal choice a personal matter but he is commenting on the fact that that 
whichever way it was and a lot of people in context have said it was probably more about breast augmentation he's talking about her performance and as an athlete and as a performer in wwe that is part of it so it's not outside of the scope of things for him to talk about it wasn't like he brought it up unnecessarily or was commenting on someone like charlie or renee who's in more of a commentator's position it was him talking about someone who's in ring performing and like you said is it necessarily cool that he that he brought it up the way he did and eh, not really is it something that he probably sh- like could have just avoided the headache of saying at all yeah and it did come across as just kind of like a, a i would say uncool yeah. but but that being said i get where you're saying where people are taking just a little snippet of it out of context just to sort of throw fuel on the fire and hey look at me i'm also commenting on this situation yeah, i'm also getting to jump in on the outrage sure. hey man retweets are important uh last bit of news that i have on here is the big possible return that would surprise you someone who is a former intercontinental championship holder has been putting out social media talking about their big in-ring return they have not specifically said wwe and have left the options open to go to new japan or ring of honor or impact but they said that they're interested in getting back in the ring and being fed some more oh Oh boy ryback reeves yeah so ryback the man formerly known as ryan (laughs) because he really wanted to keep the moniker of Ryback that badly. He changed his legal name to Ryback. Woo! <laughs> he, uh, he put out a thing on his website and social media, a little uh, promo video of him being back in ring shape, saying he wants you to feed him more. He is ready to come back to the world of professional wrestling Uh, He's been doing like motivational speaking and also supplement selling a lot of a lot of supplement selling. He's gotten into some funny uh, beefs on like Instagram and Twitter with 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 just people, but also other wrestlers. It's been very fun to watch. Uh, Would you be open to Ryback coming back to WWE if they they wanted him? No, you fucking take him back. You're over Ryback. Yeah. They have better people, and they already have too big of sure a roster as it is. He he had a reputation as somebody. I who want was WWE to, to work stop. With. I want WWE to stop getting new people. Like no chill more out. talent acquisition. You you have enough for right now. Even if, if, if even uh potentially if you the continue, young bucks or Kenny Omega. If you can, yeah. No, I don't want them at sure. all. If, if 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 you can't make an entertaining show with the talent, you the have. massive depth and roster you have right now, adding more people to take away from the, you know, success of other promotions sure. isn't going to help WWE. Fair. So that's a big no for the Bob Dog for Ryback. Would you? Would you? Would you want to see him on the indies or potentially Ryback can go do the indies? Sure. Sure. If, if he finds success, I'm happy. For How would him. you feel about seeing him on, on new Japan? It'd be real weird. I feel like I think, I don't think they'd take him. Sure. I don't think he's good enough for them. Maybe, maybe impact. Maybe, maybe he I could mean, rehab maybe. himself at impact. Maybe he could 
build some stock back up, prove that he's safe Look, to work if with. He, if, he, if he can, go for it. Sure. I, I I don't wish him w- ill. Ill? Yeah. I want him to succeed. Do I think he will? Eh. <laughs> but I, I'm not going to root against the man. Yeah, I guess that's I fair. just I'm, don't want him on, on, on your WWE. television. No, I just don't want him in WWE. Yeah. You know, I want him in a spot where he'd, he'd do well. And I don't think he'd do well in WWE. And I don't Very think it fair. would make WWE better off with him in it. Very fair. All right. Uh, unless you have anything to add to news, we can get to our predictions. Predicts. All right, Bob. I'll go ahead and just toss you your sheet because you look cool. super comfy on the I'm floor okay. over there. It's helping my back. Bam! Let's start off with our predictions for NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4. And before we get into this, Bob, uh, I believe you're owed at some point a rematch for POD standing for Yeah, podcast. I'm not going to take it right now. So you're not cashing that in. You're not no. going for your rematch. Okay. Well, in that case, is there any stakes for a prediction other than honor? No. No? Okay. All right. If you guys want to play along at home, remember we use for the big pay-per-views PW scorecards predictions. Uh, go over to Twitter at PW scorecards or go to their Patreon and search for PW scorecards. Uh, they're also uh, so it's patreon.com backslash PW scorecards cards. I think their Facebook is facebook.com backslash pro wrestling scorecards so. uh but check them out pw scorecards they do great scorecards we use them whenever we do our predictions and you can download the sheets they have them on their facebook and their twitter play along with us at home hit us up on the social media at small package pod uh you can play along with us you were gonna say so uh, i was just gonna say it's oh. a forward slash but oh sorry forward slash everyone, my bad everyone think thinks of it as a backslash anyway but. yeah slash pw scorecards check them out uh, and hey, if you like their scorecards, donate to them on Patreon. Help them keep doing this. It's a lot of fun. We have fun doing it. Uh, I know that you guys sometimes hit us up with your scorecards. Uh, so check it out. Let us know. All right. NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4. Bob, first match we have singles match EC3 versus Velveteen Dream. Who do you got? Velveteen. I also went for the Dream. Uh, he needs a win, I think. Pin submission, count out or DQ? Pin, one finisher, Agreed. three near falls. So I had uh, the number of finishers, uh, I put three, and it's plus or minus one. And the number of near falls, I put two, and it is plus or minus one. And if you get an exact, you get a bonus of two points. So, wait, I had three and two, and you had one and three. One and three. Tag Team Championship match, Undisputed Era versus Mustache Mountain. I have Mustache Mountain have, coming out with the titles. Uh, Era retaining. Sure. Uh, pinfall victory is what I have. Pin. Uh, strong. You, seven. You four. Have, yes. You have. <laughs> so you have who makes the fall. You have Roderick Strong. Yes. I have Tyler Bate. Uh, takes the fall. You put. Seven. Uh, I put Bate just to hedge my bets in case they didn't win so I could at least get points. Three aerial moves is what I put, and interference from other Undisputed Era members. I said yes. You said four and yes. Yes. Uh, North America Championship match. Adam Cole versus Ricochet. Pin. Cool. I have Ricochet. Pin submission, count under DQ. Pin. Pin. Eight aerial moves, mm-hmm. four near falls, mm-hmm. and no interference. I have five, three, and yes. Women's Championship. Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane. Who do you got? Uh, Sane. Oh, wow. I put Shayna Baszler uh, 
with the with the retain. Uh, I have pin number finishers three and match time bell to bell. I have twelve minutes. I have pin two finishers and ten minutes. Cool. NXT Championship last man standing match: Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa. I have Ciampa. I have Gargano. Ooh, title change. First superstar down for a count of three or more. I have Gargano. I also have Gargano. First superstar down for a count of eight or more. I have Gargano. I have Ciampa. Match time, bell to bell. I have 20. I have 30. Wow. First superstar to bleed. No blood is an acceptable answer. I put Gargano. I said none. Cool. Does the match leave the ring area? Yes. I said I said no. Oh. Uh, and then weapons used. That I said result. no. I said yes. Uh, and then finally, uh, some bonus points here. Unscheduled appearances, up to five selections. Five points for each correction. Teams count as multiple selections. Uh, backstage or live appearances only. No match promo videos or pre-show guest panel appearances. No authority figures, trainers, rest, or announcers, managers, or valets that are on the scorecard on the scorecard count. Or do not count, sorry. Who do you got as your five? Matt Riddle, sure. Keith Lee, Oscar, Io Shirai, and I forget her first name, Matsumoto. Okay. From I put the May Young Classic. That's those are all great choices. I also have Matt Riddle, I have Keith Lee, I have Alistair Black, I have Nikki Cross. Uh, and then uh, just as a weird throw out one, because if Matt Hardy is leaving, we don't know what he's going to do. I put Bray Wyatt. Huh. Just sort of an interesting since we don't know what they're gonna do with him. You know, I'm kind of hopeful that he doesn't wind up teaming back up with Eric and, and, and Harper. Uh, Harper and Rowan would have sounded less weird to say. Sure. Um, <laughs> Not I'm a first of, and a last name. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping that they don't put him back with the Blood Bros as the Wyatt family. Mm-hmm. But if they lose their titles, I think that's where they're going. Well. All right. Summer Slam predictions on what is quickly becoming a small package super show. Uh, all right. Mixed tag match. Rusev with Aiden English and Lana versus Andrade, Cien Almas, and Zelina Vega. Who do you I got? Almas and Vega getting a pin. Uh, Vega will be pinning Lana and no intergender moves. And yes, uh, Aiden English interference or distraction. I have Almas and Vega. I have pin. I have Almas making the fall. Rusev taking the fall. No intergender moves and yes to Aiden English. Do we out? Do we agree all the way on that one? Um, except I have Vega and Lana. Oh, for the pins. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Finn Balor versus Constable Baron Corbin. Uh, I have Balor getting the win with a pinfall victory. Uh, match time belt about longer than ten minutes. I said no. And does Balor come out as the demon? I said hell no. Not um, for this match. So, because uh, I know Phil is out there listening, uh, sorry, yeah. Phil, I probably don't have the exact same picks as I did for work because I don't necessarily remember them. Well, and also, um, it's a different prediction set. But I, I know I did Corbin, and I stuck with Corbin again as the winner here. Uh, uh, he's going to get a pin, and no, not longer than 10 minutes, and no demon. Yeah. Also, shout out to Phil, friend of the show. Uh, you guys are going to SummerSlam, so I'll be watching the show here. KT, if you're listening and want to come out from Jersey, hey, man, I'll get some snacks some food going. Um, NXT Rookie versus WWE Pro is how they label this on the PW scorecard, which is funny. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. I have Daniel Bryan. I have a pin victory. Number of submission rope breaks plus or minus one. I said one. 
Miz pre-match promo length in minutes, plus or minus one. I said two minutes. Number of it kicks or yes kicks, plus or minus one. I said six. Uh, and then a fight before or after the match. I said yes. Okay, I went with Miz winning uh, by pinfall, three uh, rope breaks, uh, two-minute promo, eight it or yes kicks, and a fight before the match. Yes. Cool. Kevin Owens versus Braun Strowman with the Money in the uh, Bank briefcase contract on the line. Who do you got, Bob? Strowman retains in pinfall uh, with two finishers executed, and the Money in the briefcase will be used as a weapon. I have the exact same as you, with the exception of the biggest one, which is I have Kevin Owens taking the briefcase from Braun, and that will directly impact a lot of my predictions. Mm Mm-hmm. So KO, pin, two, yes. Tag Team Championship Smackdown Edition, Bludgy Bros versus Newish Day. Who do you got, Babo? Bludge Bros win okay. in a pinfall where sure. Harper is pinning Kofi and okay. Xavier is the excluded member. I have New Day winning the title. Pinfall is the victory method. I have Big E making the fall and taking the fall. I have Eric Rowan and the member excluded. I have Kofi. So we'll have to see how that shakes out. Tag Team Championship Raw Edition, the B Team. B Team, B Team, go, go, go. This is on versus uh, Revival. One of the three pre show matches. The pre show matches are the mixed gender tag team, the uh, Raw titles, mm-hmm. and the Cruiserweights. Oh, they bumped it down to the pre show? Yep. Fuck. That's garbage. Anyway, I have Revival, which, hey, you know what? I still think could happen on a pre-show. Maybe get some hype going, although I think they're more likely to change the cruiserweight than the raw tag team on the pre-show. I have pinfall victory who makes the fall wilder, who takes the fall Axel. Uh, I have B team winning pinfall bow and Dawson takes the fall. Okay. Uh, United States championship. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy. Who do you got, Bob? Nakamura is going to win by pinfall Mm -hmm. two near falls. And yes, there is going to be some form of Orton interference or distraction. I said Shinsuke. I said pinfall. I said two. So we're all We're all the same there. I said no, just because actually we didn't talk about this in news, but there's some allegations that came up about Randy Orton. Um, allegedly sexually harassing people in the writer's room for a long time. Uh, Something about him pulling his actual penis out and shaking it at people and like in his hand and saying, what are you big leaguing me? You don't want to shake my hand. Um, And because of Orton's demeanor, people were never ever to tell if he was like fucking with them as like a goof or if he was being dead ass serious, but either way, um, sort of bizarre. Uh, so I said no. I originally said yes, and then when I remembered the Randy Orton news, I changed my answer before you got here to a no. I don't necessarily know if we'll see him on the card. Intercontinental Championship. Dolph Ziggler with Drew McIntyre in his corner versus Seth Rollins with the lunatic fringe Dean Ambrose in his corner. Bob, who do you got? I have Ziggler's retaining. Okay. Um, by pinfall... Uh, match time bell to bell in minutes it's going to be 15 minutes uh two finishers executed uh yes mcintyre or ambrose will be removed from ringside and the first superstar to interfere will be drew mcintyre 
Okay. I have Seth Rollins walking out at the belt. I have a pinfall as the uh, it's pinfall submission count under DQ. I chose pinfall. Match time, bell to bell. In minutes, I said 14. Number of finishers executed, I have three. McIntyre or Ambrose removed from ringside, I said yes. And the first superstar to interfere, I said McIntyre. Uh, Elias performance because I don't know if you heard his Gramercy Theater show was canceled. Was, they they used the word postponed or pushed back, but yes, for all intents and purposes, canceled and it was moved to SummerSlam. Uh, performance length in minutes plus or minus one. I said four. I said five. And will there be physical altercation during or after? I said yes. I also said yes because that's that's what's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> uh, cruiserweight match. Five more. Cedric Alexander versus Drew Gulak for a better 205 Live. Who do you got? Uh, I have Cedric Alexander retaining by okay. pinfall with three aerial moves, and it will not be longer than 10 minutes. Sorry, cruiserweights. Okay. I have Drew Gulak uh, winning the title. I have a pinfall, a number of aerial moves. I said two, and will it be longer than 10 minutes? I said no. Women's Championship Triple Threat Smackdown Edition. Carmella, Charlotte, Becky Lynch. Who do you got, Bob? Charlotte Flair <laughs> is going to win by submission. Um, she's going to submit Carmella. Okay. Uh, there will be two new near falls. Uh, the match time, bell to bell, will be nine minutes. Oof. And there will be no weapons used. I also said Charlotte. I said pinfall. I said Becky takes the pin. Uh, three near falls, 13 minutes. I'm giving a little more time than you think there will be. And then no weapons used. Women's Championship Raw Edition. Alexa Bliss versus Rowdy Ronda Rousey. I have Ronda Rousey getting the win. Pinfall submission, count out or DQ. I said submission. Number of near falls, two. Does Bliss attempt to leave in the middle of the match? I said yes. And is there outside interference or distraction? I said no. Uh, I think we have pretty much the exact same thing. I said Rousey wins by submission, one near fall. Yes, Bliss tries to leave, and no outside interference. WWE Championship, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles. I have Samoa Joe with the win. I have uh, a submission finish. Number of finishers executed, I put four. And then uh, match time, bell to bell, I said 14. Uh, I've learned never to bet against AJ Styles, and also he is going to be the cover star of sure. 2K19. Sure. Um, so he probably will still be the champ going into at least Hell in a Cell. Um, sure. So I have Styles winning with pin falls. There are going to be three finishers executed, and the match time will be 11 minutes. Finally, the Universal Championship match, Brock Lesnar, allegedly with Paul Heyman versus Roman Reigns. Bob, who do you got? I have Roman finally winning. Mm -hmm. Uh, By pinfall, there will be three F5s. There will be three Spears. Um, No, Heyman does not turn on Lesnar, uh, but Lesnar will be called the Beast eight times. And no, the Money in the Bank holder does not come out before, during, or after the match. Okay, uh, so it does say that him being called the Beast is only counted bell to bell, not before or after the match. Oh, so I'm assuming they mean my commentary. So I said Roman. If you, uh, if you want to change that, I don't know if you read that. I'll allow it right now because when you said eight, I went Jesus Christ. Nah, I mean, nah. He's sticking I'm with it. I'll let him. Uh, Roman Reigns, I have winning. 
uh, by a pinfall. I have two F5s, three spears. I said Paul Heyman does turn on Brock Lesnar, but I don't think it's for Roman Reigns. Uh, the number of times Lesnar's called the Beast, I said two. Uh, Money in the Bank holder comes out during, before, or after the match. I said yes, because I think Paul Heyman will abandon Brock for Kevin Owens, who will win the Money in the Bank content, contract. And for the next prediction, is there a cash-in? I said yes, there is a cash-in by Kevin Owens on Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman after the match. Do you have a cash-in? No. Announce table destruction. English, Spanish, and other. Who do you got? Uh, I have English getting destroyed and mm-hmm. Spanish and other making it. Hey, we have the same thing. And then finally, the last prediction, unscheduled appearances, five points for each, five, point ma- five maximum selections, teams count as multiple, backstage or live appearances, only known promo videos or pre-show panel guests, no authority figures, trainers, referees, or announcers, managers or valets on the scorecard do not count. Who do you have? Uh, I have Mojo making an appearance because he's been getting a little push. I have Lashley making an appearance because now we have the, uh, he's been feuding with Elias. Um, Rude because Mojo. Um, Ellsworth in a swerve in case he gets involved in the women's triple threat. If that's a crazy ass swerve. Yeah. I doubt it, but who knows? And then I could not really think of a good last one so i just threw trips in there because you never know if trips will show up i said ellsworth as well i had the same thought huh. of you know they they got rid of him sort of unceremoniously right but he hasn't been popping really back up on the indies a ton so maybe they're letting him do some indie dates here and there to sort of throw us off the scent and have him come back to help carmella uh i have uh, alicia fox she's not on the card officially. oh that's a good one i have natalia there's a chance. Yeah. There's a chance she comes out, gets a big pop. Uh, I have Randy Orton because while I'm doubtful that he will show up, he's not on the card. So if he does show up, I guess five that's points. True. And then I put Bray Wyatt because I, I figure there's a chance that even if Matt Hardy is retired, maybe he comes out and does something spoopy at the end of the uh, Raw Tag Team match. Also possible. All right. So those are our predictions. Those are in the books. Make sure you. Go to PW Scorecards on uh, Twitter, Facebook, wherever. Get the card. Just tweet us or Facebook message us or write on our Facebook timeline for a small package. Uh, let us know what your predictions are. Play along at home and uh, we'll read them on the show. Anyway, it's time to end this. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. You can follow us both on Twitter and Facebook at Small Package POD. POD like the band, but it stands for podcast. If you tweet at us, we'll read it on air. Uh, you can follow us individually at Bob Fackety on, on uh, Twitter, and you can follow me on most social media at CB Poindexter. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be back next week with the results from SummerSlam and so much more here on the Small Package Show. Hey, Bob, do me a favor. Hit him with it. Small Package. Ah, 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 See you in Brooklyn! Bye!